If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, one and all. I am Randy Andrews. This week, I bring you the epic scoring of Lawrence of Arabia with the background on the movie and more here on the Soundtrack Alley podcast. The movie in question is the largest production next to Gone with the Wind. The movie was directed by David Lean, and the story came from memoirs and experiences of T.E. Lawrence, or Thomas Edward Lawrence, who changed the course of World War I in Arabia. The basic plot of the movie doesn't do it very good justice considering there was so much in T.E. Lawrence's life that meant something to someone. T.E. Lawrence had knowledge of the native Bodin tribes. He set out to Arabia to seek out Prince Basil and serve as a liaison between the Arabs and the British in their fight against the Turks. With the help of Sharif Ali, Lawrence rebelled against the orders of his superior officer and striked out on a daring journey to attack a well-guarded Turkish port. There is a ton of sand and dust in this movie. Peter O'Toole is Lawrence of Arabia. Prince Faisal is Sir Alec Guinness. And Sharif Ali was Omar Sharif. Interesting to note is that the fact that King Hussein lent an entire brigade of the Arab Legion as extras in the film so that most of the soldiers actually were soldiers. Hussein often visited the set and became enamored by a young British secretary who later became his second wife in 1962. Many of the scenes in the film help us realize how deeply ingrained the British were in Turkey to help get rid of those who were against the Allied forces. A lot of others believe that T.E. Lawrence was a figment of the Arabs and British alike. However, this was not true because T.E. Lawrence did in fact write all his exploits down. It is truly sad how a world so deeply involved with the war would ignore a single man who could have been a very smart fellow. One specific bit of trivia about the film I enjoyed was that uh, the production wound down 
and Peter O'Toole and Omar Sharif wanted to prepare themselves for their return to civilization. Although the film was 227 minutes long, there are no speaking roles for any women. It's noted that it would be the longest movie without female dialogue. I like the fact that musically, Maurice Jarre was hired to write the dramatic score, and Aram Kataran was handling the Eastern themes, and Benjamin Britten was to provide the British imperial music. Neither Kataran nor Britain were able to provide or properly provide this score, so Sam Spiegel hired Richard Rogers to fill in the musical gaps. When Spiegel and Lind learned, heard Rogers' compositions, they were greatly disappointed, so they turned to Jar to see what he had done. The minute Lean heard Jar's now classic theme, he knew they had the right composer. Jar was given the job of scoring the whole film in a mere six weeks. The current idea of uh, Michael Giacchino scoring the current Rogue One score, only having three months to do it, well, Maurice Jar did a lot faster. So, to film Omar Sharif's entrance through a mirage, Freddie Young used a special 482mm lens from Panavision. Panavision still has even this lens, and it's known among cinematographers as the David Lean lens. It was created specifically for the shot and has not been used since. One of the coolest bit of trivia I found in the filming process is that almost all movement in the film goes from left to right. David Lean said that he did this to emphasize that the film was a journey. Uh, Peter O'Toole won his career-making and legendary part as Lawrence of Arabia after it turned down, after it was turned down by Marlon Brando, uh, the then unknown Albert Finney. So both director David Lean and Sam Spiegel, who produced On the Waterfront the movie for which Brando and Spiegel won their first Oscars, wanted Brando, but he turned the role down because he didn't want to spend two years of his life riding on a camel. Their second choice, Finley, was put through extensive screen tests, costing 100,000 pounds, but refused to sign a seven-year contract demanded by Spiegel. O'Toole signed the seven-year contract and got the part. A funny piece of trivia is, in an appearance on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno back in 1992, Peter O'Toole confessed quite proudly that out of fear of falling off during a big camel riding scene, he and Omar decided to get absolutely hammered and then tied themselves down to the camels before shooting. By his own admission, he was so drunk he had no idea where he was or what he was doing for the entire scene. Uh, the attack specifically on Aquaba. I'd like to share with you some of my favorite cues from the film. First of all, for those who haven't seen this movie, you need to see it. It's a masterpiece in filmmaking, and when you watch it, don't skip the overture. Uh, there may be this blank screen, 
but this is how it was originally intended for audiences to see. The Overture is an amazing piece of music scoring by Maurice Jarre and really captures the essence of the film. So I want you to enjoy this piece.
Q, I'd Like to Play for You, is a combination of two tracks, The Rescue of Kasim and Bringing Kasim into Camp. They play really well with each other and are intended to be together. It shows the struggle Lawrence had in bringing Kasim back when he was lost in the desert. So I'd like you to also enjoy this track.
the last track I'll share with you is the track entitled That Is The Desert. It really puts you into the movie to feel for Lawrence as he almost goes mad after taking the tribe and attacking the Turks with such ferocity the British almost feel, felt he had gone insane. We find that in the last bits of the track, an agreement has been reached for a free Arab nation after discussions. You can find this score on Amazon and iTunes for a fairly good price, and I encourage you to do so and listen to it. This concludes another episode of Soundtrack Alley, the podcast, and I'll see you next time with The Great Escape. Happy listening!